ESPN Pittsburgh. The Penguins are one point out of the playoff race. This despite everyone saying the sky is falling. And guess who they're playing tonight? The Hurricanes. The team that is currently one point up on the Penguins. So if there was such a thing as an important hockey game in January, this would be an important hockey game in January. This, in fact, would qualify. How about that? Penguins. Canes. Tonight. And we are across the street at the PPG Paints Arena. That's not true. We are across the street from the PPG Paints Arena at Buford's Kitchen. We are on the terrace on 5th. Adam Crowley, Brian LaMartina, my man Tom Offerman on site. We got Joe Rokicki back in the studio. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. We start the show with hard-hitting hockey talk. Brian, do you think that I could play hockey on the Monongahela without falling through and dying like Jack from the Titanic? There's a chance of success, I would think. Maybe closer to the shore. If we get close to the shore, I think we could live. Yeah, I think so. There, I mean, maybe some safety safety equipment might might be involved. But, I mean, I'm psyched at the prospect. I mean, we were driving across it today and looking down and like, oh, man, looks like glass. And then all of a sudden the idea came. We want to play hockey on the river. I've got two Twitter polls. One hasn't been made yet, but I want to make it. And I want you to help me make it. The one that I do have up so far, is it safe to play hockey on one of the rivers? 32% of you say yes, drop the puck. 68% of you, oh, so close, say no, you'll die. I know we'd have people play if, in fact, it was safe to go out there. We need somebody to test it. Matt Geica says he'll play. I know that our buddy Dan Kingersky would play, and I'm sure we could get a group of people from the Crowley Show to go out there on the ice. What my next Twitter poll needs to be is, who do you want to go on the ice to test the ice? Who who gets who draws the short the short straw? Yes. Now yeah. I'm not I'm not talking about me or Tom or Joe or Brian. No, we can't lose vital person out of the no, show. No, I mean, who are some <laughs> jackasses that we would like to see out there? Like we used to love Stu Gotts, but. He ain't replying to me anymore. Something maybe Stu Gotts goes out there and he tests. The See, ice. I th- I think he would charge a premium if that happened. Like that's Stu Gotts. Like there's the regular uh, pay we'd have to give him to come on the show. But like if he puts himself in danger, I have a feeling there's like a there's like Big a, fee. a stunt fee. Big you know? fee. Stu Gotts stunt fee. I think Al Riveron Ooh. might might be a a good guy who go out there and test it. Given what he did to the Steelers, and now they're the two seed instead of the one seed. Give me your villains. Who are some people that you would like to see test the ice before we go out there and play a Crowley Show hockey game? Because I'm, I'm being 100% honest here. As we always are on the Crowley Show, transparency is the number one virtue. We will get a hockey game going on. A Crowley Show hockey game going on. We will do that. I promise you, as long as it's safe enough to do it. We just We need experts. That's what we need. We need somebody who is an expert to tell us whether or not this is safe because first of all if we do get confirmation that it is safe there's no guarantee that it actually is we're pretty much working with it could be safe no one's going to fall i want to get a meteorologist that's that's where we take then i don't know i don't think we can use anybody outside of the building just because you know they don't work for us and there's no skin in the in the game so maybe like 
I don't know. We got to maybe throw Alex out there. We Alex, take producer. Greg Kuntz. We can't throw Stan out there. Like Stan, uh, Stan will be done. Stan barely could withstand the ice yeah. in the parking lot he last year. Make, he did. He went deep six yeah. in the parking lot. Stan almost yeah. died last year. For those of you who don't know, Stan Savern, you can hear him from noon until two on ESPN Pittsburgh. He almost died last year because he slipped on the ice and landed on his head in our parking lot. Randy Bauman from the DV Morning Show slipped, broke his arm yeah. on the ice. Yeah, I don't want to send Prezuda out there because he's a damn national treasure. He is. So that guy, like, we cannot put him in any kind of harm's way whatsoever. So he stays on shore until it's absolute guaranteed safe if he wants to fly. I need Harbaugh. I'm sending out an, an email right now. In fact, Brian, you type it up because I got to do a radio show. I need Scott Harbaugh from Channel 11 to come on the show and tell me whether or not we can get on the river and we won't die. Now, I don't need any legal confirmation here. We're not going to sue him if we do fall through. I just need to know if it makes sense. So what I need you to do, Brian, is just email the cluster and say, does anybody have Scott Harbaugh's number so we can get him on? Okay, so I'm using your account to email this? Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. Now, that way there's nothing that you're... Okay, so I'm not the guy who emailed everybody. But we're looking for Scott Harbaugh here. Scott Harbaugh. Okay, I'll look for it. Channel 11. WPXI. They're our partner. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four for your nomination of who you want to send out there. We're looking for bad people. Like, here's a good one. Vontez Perfect. That guy should be standing in the middle of the river. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you guys see the most recent Batman? In yeah. the Batman Begins series? Was it the Batman Begins series? Whatever. Yeah, it was. Yeah. They used to send the people out there onto the ice and then they'd walk and walk and walk until they died. Mm -hmm. That's basically what we're looking to do here. Yep. Okay? So yeah. That's what we're looking for. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Ben wants Jacksonville. Did you hear that? Big Ben Roethlisberger. He wants to play in Jags. He said on his radio show the other day that he's looking forward to an opportunity to atone for the five interceptions that he threw the last time out against Jacksonville. And is that the smartest thing? I want my quarterback to be confident. I want my quarterback to say, I'm not scared of these guys. I want my quarterback to try to atone. But at the same time, I'm itching for them Titans. I want the worst possible matchup coming to Heinz Field. I want the easiest possible avenue. We had the conversation on last year's show. Would you rather play the Patriots or Houston? And everyone came out and said, oh, we'd rather play the Patriots. We want to beat the Patriots. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's illogical. It's nonsensical. Is that a word? Doesn't matter. It's ridiculous. You do not want a difficult opponent to come into Heinz Field. You want the easiest possible opponent, and to me, that's Tennessee. Meanwhile, you want to have Kansas City going to New England. Now, that doesn't work out because if Kansas City won, they would go somewhere. Good sports radio by me. It's kind of it's kind of a catch twenty two situation. You want someone to go knock off New England? Okay. You want someone to come in here that's not a good team? Okay. In order for I'm not gonna do this. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Do you want the difficult opponent or not? That's the question. That's my great radio question. You're still typing over there, Brian. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm making sure. I don't know. Is this right? Are, how are long are you typing? Questions? I mean, I how know. long has got to be? I don't know what to ask. I don't want to embarrass you. I started off by writing, hey, bitches, and then I figured that was, like, cluster-wide, so that wouldn't be it acceptable. Is. So I backed off, and then all I've got now is, hey, does anyone have any contact information for Scott Harbaugh? We need to ask him, come on the show and ask him some weather-related questions. Last year, a lot of people were dumb, and you said you wanted the toughest route to the Super Bowl because it's more rewarding. I think that's idiotic. I think you want the easiest possible route to the Super Bowl. If you can get Tennessee and then whomever other than New England, that's what you want. 412-922-2874. Tell me if I'm insane, but... I don't care that the Steelers didn't play the Patriots the last two times they won the championship. I celebrated when New England lost in 2005. I was with my friends. We ran around in the streets when Denver beat them. In 2008, when Tom Brady blew out his knee against Kansas City, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't happy. I don't wish ill upon anyone, but if anybody can survive something like that, it is Tom Brady. I'm okay with the easy route to the championship. I'm okay with facing anyone other than Jacksonville. 412-922-2874. Last year, a big key for the Steelers down the stretch, which made them a formidable opponent going into the playoffs, was Le'Veon Bell turning things up. Le'Veon was just named the offensive player of the month in the AFC in December. He had six touchdowns. He had 569 total yards. He had 93 touches. He's now the AFC Offensive Player of the Month, as I just said. When he plays well, the Steelers' offense plays well. When he's utilized in the passing game, then the Steelers' offense can move the chains. Case in point, he had 259 receiving yards this month. He had more receptions in the last four games than he did the beginning nine games. Le'Veon Bell turns the Steelers' offense on its head. Le'Veon Bell, at the top of his game, makes Ben Roethlisberger play better football. When Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have to play hero, Ben Roethlisberger's a much better player. And he's checked the ball down to Le'Veon Bell now, as I said, more in the last month or so than he did the beginning portion of the season, and it's kept Ben Roethlisberger in check. Le'Veon Bell's been the key to the success. Now, of course, you can point to Ben Roethlisberger and you say, Ben has played great. But why has he played great? you got to look at the why. That's what important big-time sports radio shows do. They look at the why. And that's what we are, a big-time, incredible sports radio show. We are looking at the why here. Ben has put up MVP numbers in the second half of the season, and the why is he's been patient. He's been utilizing Le'Veon Bell in the passing game, and that has made him feel like he doesn't need to be the hero hucking the ball down the field. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Distractions are overrated. I've been saying for the last couple of days that Mike Tomlin has done his best coaching job this season. Now, you got to throw out the Super Bowls, whatever. Regular season, this is his best job. But then I started it to is. think. Are distractions actually that big of a deal? What is a quote-unquote distraction? I was getting my chest waxed, and I did a perfectly great interview with Jason Mackey. I couldn't be distracted. I got my hair dyed, and I did a perfectly good segment with my man Brian LaMartina. I wasn't distracted. Nope. Distractions are one thing. 
Do they really take that much away from preparation? I, I don't know the answer, but I'm inclined now to think that they don't mean that much. I get you. Is it just a buzzword? Is like nothing to see here? Is it, is it like the, the single word equivalent to that? Nothing to see here. Move on. When the Giants right. lost last year in the playoffs, it was because of the distraction of Odell Beckham Jr. going to Miami with his receivers the week of practice on their off day. Oh, my God, they lost because they weren't focused. They were distracted. No, they lost because they weren't good. Yeah. That's the reality. Distraction is the link to blame. Distraction is the mechanism people use to blame someone. You know what I mean? And when a team loses, you have to blame someone, man, because you can't just say that, you know, it's a game and things happen. you got to blame someone, so it must have been a distraction. It's the easy narrative. Yep. If distractions were really that big of a deal, the Steelers wouldn't be 13-3 and right now. No. They'd be 9-7. and They'd be 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. They just wouldn't be good. Consider all the things that they've gone through this season. I'm not going to go through the list. We've done that a lot the last couple of days. In fact, yesterday at 5 o'clock, you can find the podcast, ESPNPGH.com. We laid it out pretty clearly. But it's been almost every week where the Steelers have found a way to sub their toes somehow off the field, and yet on the field they found a way to win the game. I'm a little bit tired of narratives, and this is a narrative that I am incredibly sick of. I want your thoughts on that, though. 412-922-2874. Are distractions overrated? Here's a narrative that I'm done with. Bill Belichick, he's so tough because he had his players come out in this snowstorm. What are they calling the snowstorm? It, it's What are they calling it? Cyclone bomb? It's a cyclone bomb or something. Yeah. Whatever the hell that is. Why did that come out in 2018? <laughs> no, I've never we never had a cyclone bomb before. After 2018, all of a sudden, we got a cyclone bomb. Whatever that means. Trump probably had something to do with it. He's probably got the codes for the cyclone bomb. But... Everyone's reporting that Bill Belichick was a hard-ass because he had his guys report to practice today. First off, they play, they practiced inside. And second of all, most NFL coaches aren't going to screw up the week of practice prior to a playoff game or prior to the playoffs just because of a little snow out there. I don't care if it's six feet. I don't care if it's eight feet. You're going to have to be there. Belichick always gets the benefit of the doubt, and I get that because he's Bill Belichick and he's won five championships. He's but I think competitor. we're kind of blowing him. And we shouldn't be. He gets a little too much credit. Yeah. No. He gets a little <laughs> too much credit. Not everything he does is perfect. Not every poo he has is a clean wipe. This guy is not the dude who pees excellence. He's a great football coach. But not everything he does is perfect. Sometimes he makes bad decisions, like letting go of Chandler Jones, who led the National Football League in sacks. They'd be the shoe-in favorite for the Super Bowl if they had that guy. How about letting go of Collins last year? They suck at stopping the run right now. Probably be good to have that guy. He has great rush skills. So I'm not going to pretend like everything he does is the perfect thing just because everyone else says what he does is the perfect thing. We'll get to that again in more detail later on in the program. Vote on the Twitter poll at underscore Adam Crowley. It's safe to skate on any of the rivers. I don't it know. It is. I said Monongahela. I'll give you the other two. Yeah, the safest river available. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick one. Yeah, we're not picky about which river, a river. And who do you want to go out and test the river? Who do you want to go out there and perhaps fall in? 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. As I said, big game tonight for the Penguins against the Hurricanes. Next 40 minutes, how about this, devoted to hockey. 
We got Jason Mackey of the Post-Gazette next. And I won't be getting waxed this time. Should be good for him. It's the Crowley Show. I don't know if I have anybody that has exceeded expectations. Uh, there's a guy, a lot of guys that are kind of even and even more that have fallen below, but exceeded expectations. I mean, it's been two games, but I've liked what I've seen from Daniel Strong, but I don't, I don't know if we really want to grade that out. Um, yeah, man, I, that's what I got. That's it. Here's what I'll say about Daniel Sprong. His ability is so evident, even just seeing him for two games. His release is unbelievable. Oh, it is. It's tremendous. He should be in the NHL. I mean, I, I don't care how the kid plays away from the puck. I don't care about his two-way game. The only time I would start caring is if, for some reason, the pucks just simply didn't go in the net. And I've watched what you've watched, Adam. They're going to go in. I have zero concern about that. Um, you know, to me, he's an NHL hockey player, and he should be here for the duration. I like that third line with Gensel. I like the possibilities there. Um, but again, as long as the puck's going in the net, which it should, he should be here. I was going to talk to you about Dominic Simone, but we'll do that in a minute. Let's talk about Gensel for a second here. Do you think he's got the ability for that third line center role? I know he's played it before. I know he said that he's comfortable there. Is that where you'd want him to wind up? this season going into the playoffs? Would you feel comfortable with that? Um, it depends on how productive that line is. I wouldn't force it. Uh, I understand why they're doing it right now, and I, I agree with it. I think you got to take a look while Carter Rowney's injured. kind of works out well. Uh, but you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul here. Exactly. I mean, you're taking a guy away from Sid that I think I'd rather have with Crosby, and even if he's productive, I don't know – if I like that more than I would like Gensel being with Crosby and productive. Um, but I, I think this is a little bit fortuitous here in how this is all, all shaken out. I mean, you can pull Gensel away from Sid and see if Sid finds anything else with Simone or Sherry or Hornquist or whatever combination you try and see what Gensel looks like at center. And I think, you know, those guys are going to tell you what you should do. If Gensel is just, you know, bonkers at center and you can't move them, then, well, you deal with it. Maybe you'll look for something else. Um, but I think Gensel has to play well enough to force your hand so you can't possibly move him out of there. Otherwise, I would try to keep him on the wing. All right, let's go to Simone now. What have you seen from him? And do you think that he is a guy who has staying power at the NHL level? Because clearly we both agree on Sprong. Yeah, I, I don't see staying power yet from Simone, but I've seen flashes. Um, his first couple games were really good, and his, his last, you know, maybe one or two weren't. Um, I don't know which one it is. You know, if he's the type of player that plays the way he did in the, the, his first, you know, I'd say probably eight or nine periods at the NHL level, um, or at least this season, I should say, um, you know, then he should be here. He played a nice give-and-go game with Crosby, made some smart plays, was really able to read and react. But it, there just wasn't any consistency to it. And if he's going to stick around, he can't disappear the way he has in the past. Most disappointing Penguin thus far? I'll go with Tang. Um, I know it's kind of a boring answer, and there's a couple honorable mentions I guess you can throw out there. But, you know, Latang is just so darn good whenever he's on. I, I truly believe he's one of the best defensemen in the league when, he, when he's on. And I know that's a debate that we get into and and you know you've got these guys like burns and carlson and, and drew dowdy in la you know these like labels that they wear um, i truly believe that Latang is up there whenever he's on he just hasn't been 
so I guess that would be most disappointing. But honorable mention, um, you know, I guess you put Carl Hagelin in there. That's the guy I was thinking of. That, that's the guy Matt, for me. And Matt Murray might be in there, too. I mean, I, I like Matt probably more than anybody on the team. I'm usually his biggest supporter, but um, he's better than what he's shown so far. He is, and that brings me to a question I wanted to ask you. Uh, Tristan Jari had a very good month of December, uh, whereas, as you mentioned, Matt Murray has been scuffling a little bit. What do you do goaltender-wise? Do, do you switch it up a little bit? Do you uh, allow Tristan Jari not to get the lion's share of the time, but do you maybe go to him more than you would with the traditional backup? One, well, yeah, uh, would be the simple answer to your question, Adam. I mean, I, I think you do that just because you want to keep Matt Murray fresh. And, uh, you know, despite winning two cups, and I, I think playing really, really well for extended stretches, Murray has had some injury issues, whether they've been his fault, preventable or not, regardless. Like, he's just been hurt sometimes. So maybe you limit his time in net. And Tristan Jari has certainly shown an ability to play at this level. So I would do it for that reason. But as far as getting Murray going, I, I liked what Sullivan did the other night in Philadelphia. You know, his intention was to play Jari. And I think I use the analogy with somebody you're kind of poking the bear, and you are. I mean, you don't have to say anything to Murray. You, you, you put somebody else in net, I, I guarantee you that irritated Matt Murray came in there and played really well in a relief effort, stopping all 11 shots. But, uh, you know, you need more of that consistently. And, and maybe if Murray is a little bit agitated that he wants to be in there regularly, maybe that's the motivation he has to go out and prove it. So I would play Jari for a multitude of reasons. What's going on with Murray? I know you kind of got into it, but, like, what, 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 why, why? I don't understand. What? Why? Why yeah, he's stopping the puck? He's so talented, Jason. He's a human being. Oh, that's it. He's a human being. No, I mean, why, do, why does every athlete underperform? I mean, he's, he's not, I, I would venture to say he's not seeing the puck as well. Um, I, uh, to be honest with you, I haven't talked to him specifically about his struggles. I wanted to do it in Philadelphia when he was, um, sat down and it's tough because their goalies don't talk on game days and then uh, there are other stories after the game and they don't practice so it's a little tough to, to speak with the goalies but um, you know I knowing Matt uh, I'm guessing that he's probably not seeing the puck as well uh, the time missed because of injury has ruined a little bit of his rhythm or, or complicated a little bit of his rhythm and how often he's seeing shots and how he feels um, and sometimes it just comes down to execution. I mean, that's the same thing in journalism. It's the same thing in radio. I mean, sometimes you're just a little bit off, and I think that's the case with Matt right now. What are you getting at? I'm saying that some you, you don't always have your best shows, Adam. You know, sometimes when you're that's... waxing your chest on the air, it's not the greatest radio. I think I, I would beg to differ. I think that's what it's all about. Jason Mackey of the Post-Gazette joining me here on the Crowley Show. Who's your likeliest bounce-back candidate in the second half? We've talked about the underachievers. We've talked about who's the most disappointing. We've talked about the guys who have exceeded or met their expectations. Who's the biggest bounce-back candidate for you? I don't really have one. I have three. Uh, three guys that I think are going to come back with a full-headed team. And, and uh, one is Murray, one is Latang, and the third is Crosby. And I don't... I don't think Crosby has played all that horribly, especially not lately. I, I, I know I did my chat this afternoon, and there were quite a few people thinking that, you know, Crosby was abysmal or something like that. And I, I just, that's not the case. It's just his goal scoring is a little bit off 
from what it's been the past two years. And um, to me, what I've seen out of his game is it's very close to bouncing back. And I do, I think he's due for some puck luck. Um, and I think Latang is too good of a player, too proud of a player to not bounce back. Um, so those are my three. And I really think that all three of them, the pendulum will swing in the opposite direction. Um, I don't see that, you know, I guess you could look at the Penguin season right now and say, you know, this is lost and guys are struggling and, and take the sort of doom and gloom view, but I don't. I think those three guys will be fine. I think as a result of those three guys sort of smoothing things out, the Penguins will be a lot better, and I, I do see them turning this thing around. Is it too cold for me to play hockey on the river? Or not too cold? No! Is it possible, do you think, for me to play hockey on the river? Oh, I don't know if it's possible, but I, I think you should definitely try. I think you should go out there. With your wax chest, um, and you know, don't don't wear any extra layers or anything like. Of course, you're going to get hypothermia now, and then your wife's going to be calling me, complaining at me because she uh, has to deal with you. So. I was going to say we used to be friends. I don't know what happened. I mean, I, I'd love to see you fall in just because it would be funny, but I wouldn't want her to have to deal with you. So, I guess Curtis. I shouldn't root for that outcome. It's a nice thing. Thank you, Mackie. Appreciate the time, buddy. As always. Thank you, Crowley. My pleasure. There he goes, Jason Mackey, the Post-Gazette. He's excellent. I'm excellent at radio. I never have an off day despite what he might say. Up next, it's halfway home for the Penguins this season. And I've got one guy who's disappointed more than anybody else. Not the guy I alluded to before. That's what makes it a tease. It's the Crowley Show. So Mackie didn't think that interview went well last week when I was getting my checks wasted. Checks wasted? I think I'm having a coaster keg. I think I'm on uh, Tig, tig Brubble here. What the hell? <laughs> this always happens when I'm on site. Yeah. Uh, you get you get a few people in front of you, and that's all, why it's entertaining to watch you. All, you know? uh, all of a sudden, yeah, you're not you're not kicking ass the way you usually do. <laughs> come watch, come watch Crowley struggle. We've Look got breaking her. news here on the Crowley Show. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Todd Haley just spoke to the media. He said, "Quote a few nights ago, unfortunately, I was in a situation." The situation, though not of my doing, has been made clear to me by the Steelers organization that it is a non-issue to both the team and the Steelers organization. That was a really convoluted way of saying that, Mr. Todd Haley. But here's the breaking news. Haley shattered his pelvis. We're not talking just about your run-in-the-mill hip injury here. He's got a badly bruised hip, and he shattered his pelvis. I don't know what I would want to happen less to me than shattering a pelvis. Oh, that's insane injury. The pelvis is the area that is the bone behind your bone, right? Pelvis is like the whole area like around your the junk, hip, right? Like where your hip sockets go into, like that whole It's the area. bone behind the groin, too. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Ouch. How's that happen if he wasn't involved? Man, I'm telling you, here's my theory. His wife was mouthing off, or somebody attacked his wife verbally. Things got weird. She got into it. Todd was like, easy there, lassie. Let's get out of here. Todd Haley brings her home, then trips over the cat. 
I'm telling you that's what happened. I'm sticking up for Todd. I like working with, like, the old saloon theory, you know, where he's sitting there, hats tipped low, trying to not be recognized, you know. All of a sudden, some varmints come in the bar, you know. They start, like, disrespecting uh, Mrs. Haley, you know, and then he pulls out the finger guns, and he just starts blasting anybody around. Nails them off. Well, just imagine. Like, hero Haley. It's a difficult situation for Todd. Being at the Tequila Cowboy. And in fact, we have now dubbed him on the Crowley Show. He is the Tequila Cowboy now. And you're there, you're in public, you're a public figure. Your wife is kind of a public figure. Fig, uh, Freudian. Public figure. Given everything that she's been through in her past. Picture servicing on the internet and all that. Not just on the Crowley home computer, but in a lot of other computers worldwide. And people are going to say things. And that's why a lot of people are saying, well, he should have been smarter than to go to an establishment like that. Nah, uh, people need to be better themselves. I would like a better society. <laughs> that's what I'm fighting for. You need to be able to go to a bar. Yes. That's the thing. We're at one right now. And again, you don't know what happened. I mean, but that you got to go down pretty hard to break a pelvis. Unless he's got some weird, like, bone thing going on. I mean, that's not just a fall. Could it have been a sexual injury? Yeah, I'm sure it could have been. Depends how that would have happened. <laughs> and on the sidewalk, that would have been interesting. It would have been interesting. It yeah. is cold out there. But, I mean, that's a, that's a tough bone to break. I wonder if he just fell on the ice. Could have. I wonder if weird stuff's going on. He falls on the ice. Could have. I mean, it's hard. Again, it's hard to speculate about any of this that happened. But the the initial thing is like, oh, he fell. Well, that sucks. You know? Now he's got a broken pelvis. Like, next, what's he taking down, like, 14 Navy SEALs? You know? In the process of this? Is this right. How that it just keeps advances? escalating. Like, it's yeah. almost like Brian Williams did this, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a Brian Williams thing. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, guys, uh, here's the issue. Since it was a bye week, I thought I'd go to North Korea. I'd try to get a crack at uh, Mr. Oon. Yep. yep. Or Ill. Is it Oon or Ill now? Uh, it's Oon. That's where he was. Yeah. Yeah, he's in Korea. Took a missile to the ass. Yeah. To save America. I don't think it was the ass. Well, somewhere. Syracuse. I mean, you know, figuratively. It wasn't a rectum not injury. Literally. No, it was not a coccyx injury. No, like the figurative. It, it was not a problem with the tailbone. No, was not. I'm uncomfortable now. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. That's the breaking news today on the Crowley Show that is sponsored by no one, and we need to change that. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. The biggest disappointment for me this year for the Penguins, it's not Sidney Crosby who's averaging less than a point a game. It's not Evgeny Malkin who's missed time and isn't playing quite up to his standards. It's not Carl Hagelin. It's not Chris Letang. Although Chris Letang's minus. 15. It's Matt Murray. You can solve all those ills if you play up to your typical standard. And he hasn't. I think you got to give Tristan Jari a few more starts. I'm not saying he needs to be the guy. You need to let Matt Murray play out of it. But I'm always treating this like it's a seven-game series where you play the hot hand. You need to be at your best for these next 41 games or you're not going to make the playoffs. Penguins aren't in a playoff position right now. If they did what they just did, they do what they just did they ain't gonna be there when it comes to april they won't so i don't mind giving tristan jari a start here and there 
Jari had a 9.28 save percentage in December. That's really good on a team that has been giving up shots and attempts and even goals, specifically when Matt Murray's been in the net. 9.28 save percentage is good. The team has struggled in front of him. So I'm going with Jari a little bit more than I would have another backup goaltender. As for Murray, how about these statistics? Matt Murray, the last couple of seasons, in his first 62 NHL games of his career, he went 41-12-5 with a 9.25 save percentage. You keep that up, you're a Vezina candidate. I thought he would be one coming into this season. He hasn't. There's a new NHL statistic out there that's a lot like the baseball statistic. It's the quality start percentage. He's got a 60% quality start percentage in his career prior to this season. It's pretty good. In the playoffs, he went 22-9 and with a 928 save percentage. He had a 67.7 quality start percentage. A lot of math for the Crowley show. Typically not throwing this around the way that we are right now. Point being, he's fallen off drastically, exponentially. He's got a 902 save percentage. He's only got 12 quality starts and 27 tries. That's 44.4%. So it's easy in the early going, I think, to blame... The defense. It's easy in the early going to blame the overall play. But this is a trend that has continued all season long, and Tristan Jari hasn't been victim to said trend. Matt Murray's part of the problem. He should be part of the solution. He should be a guy who's cleaning up the mistakes on the other end. Now, the Penguins have been incredibly unlucky this year. They're one of the best teams in hockey in creating five-on-five scoring chances. Yes, they're one of the bottom five teams in five-on-five goal differential. They are one of the worst teams in shooting percentage, uh, and they're one of the best teams in high-danger scoring chances that they're creating. They're unlucky. Perhaps Matt Murray's a little bit unlucky. But it does speak to me when the guy's got a 902 save percentage and the dude... Who's taking his spot? Had a 9.28 over this last month. Who's your disappointing penguin? 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley, where I asked, is it safe to play hockey on one of the rivers? Yes. Let's get after it. No. You'll die. 70% of the people voting so far say I'll die. 30% 30% of the people say drop the puck. I'm wondering if the 30%. Like voyeuristic type people just want to see you drown? Yes. Yeah. They might not be, be fans of the show. I mean, to defend that as well, the people who are voting that will die, how do they really know? They're not like scientists. They're not. You know, I don't know what they're... Do all those people have check marks? Because if they don't have check marks, how do we know that they're And I can't tell. Correct? I can't you know? tell. It doesn't tell me who the check mark... Who yeah. has a check mark or who doesn't have a check it's, mark. I mean, in any poll that's scientific, you need check marks. You do. Science, right there. Science. That's a fact. Yeah. And in, in, in fact, I believe the theory of gravity, the law, Newton's law. Newton was verified. <laughs> yeah. Newton had a check mark. Yeah. Newton yeah. had a check mark. Newton would have gone out on the ice. Trying to get Scott Harbaugh of Channel 11 WPXI partner here of iHeartMedia in Pittsburgh to come on the show because we need to know when it is safe to skate on the river. I tweeted him. I said, Scott, DM me. We got a big problem. To which Madden's producer, our friend Bob McGoughlin, replied, You're not getting school off tomorrow, Crowley. 
That's not important. We need hot. We are playing for. hockey game. Not what I'm looking for. We're playing hockey. We're trying to do a Crowley show hockey game out there on the river. On the river, because that makes it awesome. It's badass. We'd have a lot of people who would take part. I don't know. I'm not going to do it without the blessing of Harbaugh. Scott Harbaugh. Although, any of the other Harbaugh's, I think, fit the other Twitter poll. Who do you want to go out there and test the river for us? Who do you want to walk out there? Ray Lewis, good guy to go out there. Tom Brady, Scotty Hartnell, Claude Giroux, Philadelphia Flyers. Those are a couple of peeps that you wouldn't mind going out there. Hey, how about this one, one that hasn't come up yet? Let's uh, let's send uh, Bob Nutting out on the river to test it. Bob Nutting would float. Save an entire, that would save an entire franchise. Bob Nutting would float because he'd be laying on just this big stack of floating money. Yeah, is it all right to wait till summer and then ask Bob Nutting to test the ice? Just drown? Well, I mean, I don't know. He's drowning in his greed, Bryce. He's drowning in his greed, okay? Uh, this guy's drowning in his greed. 412-922-2874. Harbaugh just followed me now, Scott Harbaugh. We might be getting him on at some point here in the near future. Unfortunately, you're going to have to put up with Jerry Dulac in the interim because he's coming up next. Talk a little bit about what's going on with the Steelers, what's going on with Todd Haley's pelvis. It's the Crowley Show.